Here we go. Shabbos Yid Aleph Mim So we're a few lines from the bottom. We were discussing the concept of Azov walking out on Shabbos with his with a pad. We're going to call it a pad, the Zav pad. And the question was, is that an Isra Daraisa? Is he not over anything? So we were trying to figure out why there would be a a machlekes when it comes to carrying this pad on Shabbos. So the Gemara says that at the end of the day, the Zav had to wear it either for Boy Bayoim to protect his body, or he was wearing it for some type of shivanikim. So the Gemara says, and if you do need to wear it, so isn't that called Haitzah? Isn't that called carrying? If you're wearing it for a purpose, what's he wearing it? In order that his clothing does not get dirty from Ziva. So if he's wearing it for that reason, that's a normal way of wearing something. It's like wearing a pad. So shouldn't that be an Isra of Haitzah on Shabbos? So I'm Rab Zera. Rab Zera says, Haitanahu, this Tana is the one that holds the Amar at Sule Tinov Loi Saving yourself from Tino, from dirt, from getting dirty, that's not considered a hush of a thing. So when people put that on, they're not thinking about it. They don't have this machshava, this thought that they're carrying on Shabbos, and therefore you're part of it. It seems like a tremendous chedesh that we care about what's considered hushav, and since this is not hushav, that would not be considered carrying on Shabbos. Now the Gemara brings a wild raya to this. The Tanan, we learned in a Mishnah. This is talking about machshirin. The Mishnais machshirin, Masechus machshirin discusses the uh, concept we find in the Torah that a fruit is only muhshir, as the Mishnah says, machshirin. Only muhshir lekabel tumah. It's only uh, ready to be makabel tumah when it is bichiyutan, when it gets wet. So one of the seven liquids touches it and it gets wet. So now if someone tummy touches this wet apple, so that could become tummy. It's exeris akasiv, no rhyme or reason. It's exeris akasiv, the Pasuk says v'chiyutan. When there's water put on it, one of the liquids, then it's muhsha l'kabotoma, and you have a whole mesechta called mesechtas machshirin in the taharas. Now in order for something to become tummy, you need to, to want the water, and you, or the water has to, or you want the fruit to get wet. One of the two. Either you want the water, or you want the water to get wet. That's the halacha. So here we go. There's a mission like this. Hakoife ka'ara. Someone who turns over a ka'ara, a bowl, al hakoisel, where the rain is coming, the rain is dripping down a wall. So you turn a a, uh, a bowl over. So halacha is imbishvil shetuda hakara if you did it. So, so that the ka'ara should become wet, so you want the water there, you want the water to go onto the bowl, so therefore you are happy with the water, that water is now water that can make your fruit fine, sounds good, in or on the top of your Bezimanalf, if you want to, you put the plate there, so that you, the wall, your wall does not get damaged, Yilka doesn't get hit, so that your wall does not become ruined. So you're not doing it because you want the water. The opposite. You want to get rid of the water. So then that water is not considered So what's the Gemara's Raya? The Raya is, you see from here, that as long as I, uh, I didn't want the water at all, I didn't want the water, so then... It's not bechiyutan. So you see, we care about the person machshava. So the Gemara is stretching it to our case. The same way when it comes to machshirin. As long as I didn't want the water at all. So then it's not considered a chash of a thing. I don't want it. So too the zav 
doesn't want this pad at all. He'd be happy if he didn't have to wear a pad. So therefore, it should not be called Hoytzah. Now, the obvious question is, the Gemara is going to ask, see, me dummy, are these things similar? Hassan, when it comes to the plate, you're turning over the plate, you're right, you don't want the water at all. But that's the only thing that we're discussing here is the water. You don't want the water at all. You'd rather that there not be any water and you wouldn't have to put out your plate to make sure your walls don't get damaged. You'd be happy if it wasn't raining at all. No leaks. Ha ha, by the case of Zav, when he takes out that pad and he puts it on in the morning, he, he's very happy that there's a pad there. He wants the pad. He put it on. He went to the pharmacy. He bought the Zav pad in order to make sure he does not get himself dirty. So how could he say when he's carrying it outside on Shabbos? Ah, he doesn't want it at all. It's like someone, you know, looking at the water and putting a plate there. They don't want the water at all. You're right. They don't want the water at all. But here they want the pad. They spent 10 bucks on it. They want the pad to save them from getting dirty. So therefore, there's no, you had all this long stretch from Mishnah and Taharas to Mesech the Shabbos, no Shaykhs, that is not a good Raya. So the Gemara says, If you in fact do want to bring a Raya from Machshirin, look at the end of that Mishnah. So it's in Perik Dal Mishnah Hay and Machshirin, Areva, you have the same uh, situation where you had Areva, a bowl, Shenosna, you put it down, Shiyere Delef, that this leak should go into the bowl, the Saycha, into the, so you're collecting the water. So then, Maim Hanitazin Vhanitzafin, the water that splashes off the bowl, that's Enon Bechiyutan. So that, the water that came out of the bowl, that's not Bechiyutan. You had no intention of collecting that water. However, Vishabesoycha, the water that actually collects in it, Hareze Bechiyutan. So that water, you wanted that water. The Haraya, the Mishnah, the, the, the Rishonim on the Mishnayis there say, the Raya is that if you didn't want the water at all, you would just turn over the plate, turn over the bowl, and let the water run off the bowl, run off the plate. Why'd you put it in a situ- in a position where it's going to collect the rainwater? Obviously, that's what you wanted. You wanted the rainwater to, to, to collect it, and therefore, that's the halacha. Since you want the water, it's mukhshir l'kabotama. So it's the same exact case as our case, that you have a riot, you have a riot that as long as the Zav wanted to wear this pad, why he wanted to wear the pad to keep himself clean. Same thing, as long as you wanted the water in the bowl, that is, is called chishevalav, and you should be chayiv. So why in the world, so we're back to our original question, why would someone say that a zav that ca- that, that's wearing his pad into Rosh Hashanah is putter? what do you mean? He wants to wear it. Why he wants to wear it? He'd rather not have the whole situation at all, but at the end of the day, he wants to wear it. Same thing, you're collecting water, that's what your machshav is, and therefore he should be chayef for carrying it on Shabbos. So, this is like a checkmate on, on the, on the Gemara. So the Gemara is forced to say that this is based on a fundamental machlekes in Hilcha Shabbos. And let's see, Ella, Abai, Varav, Adam, Tavayu, they both say, what is the pshat in this Gemara? Like Hasha. There's no Kasha. Ha, the Bryce that says that the Zav that goes out with the Beged and that you're chayev, that's Rabbi Yehuda. That's Shitas Rabbi Yehuda. Vaha, the one that says your putter, Shitas Rab Shimon, that's Shita Rab Shimon, and the Gemara doesn't explain. Sirashi so already uh, tells us, and this is going to be Yisoyed throughout Mesechta Shabbos. So we'll spend a brief moment on it. There's a concept in Hilcha Shabbos of Malacha She'ena Tzricha Lagufa, that if you do Malacha that is not needed for the specific purpose, discussion in the Rishonim, what it means the specific purpose, either it means 
the the purpose that that was done in the Mishkan. Or let's learn like Rashi. Rashi says that there's a Tayelis that uh, a, a benefit you're going to get from it, and not just a, a side reason. The classic example the Gemara says, if you dig a hole, if you dig a hole but you don't need the pit, you just need an extra sand to put into your uh, your basketball hoop. So that wouldn't be Isra Daraisa on Shabbos because that's a Malachash in a Tzrichalagufa. You didn't need the hole. You dug a hole but you didn't need it. Another example, the Gemara tells us someone carries a mace from inside to outside. Or taking out the garbage, probably, would not be called a Malacha Daraisa Vitzah because you don't really want it from, you don't need to transfer from point A to point B for a use in point B. You just got, want to get rid of it. You want to get it out of point A. So therefore, anytime you want to get rid of it from point A to point B, that's not called a tayelis that I needed it in point B. So you have many halachas. There's another example of, of extinguishing a fire on Shabbos. That's also a malacha she'in gufa. Unless you're trying to make charcoal or you're trying to get a better wick, that's called the Malacha Shein Tzrich You're just turning it off because you don't want the fire anymore. So that's not key boy uh, for a Tayelis, a later Tayelis. So that's called the Malacha Shein Tzrich So anytime you have a Malacha Shein Tzrich you have Machlekes Rabbi Huda and Rabbi Shimon. Rabbi Shimon holds your putter. It's an Isidur Rabbanan, but your putter. Rabbi Huda holds, you are Chayev. So in this case, the Zav does not have a Tayelis by bringing the the pad into Rosh Hashanah. The only thing he's gaining from it is a side benefit. The side benefit is he's not getting his pants dirty, but he has no real Hitzah benefit, and therefore that would be a, an example of a Malacha She'ena Tzrich Lagufa, and that's the end of this Sugya. Okay, Tani Debe Rabbi Yishmael. We learned in the uh, Brises, in the base of Rabbi Yishmael, so in those days, they would wear tefillin all day. So although our Mishnah says there are certain things you have to stop carrying already when it's about to get dark, towards, uh, you know, Friday night, tefillin, you're allowed to walk around with tefillin, Erev Shabbos, Im Chashecha. So my time, what's the reason? Kevan, I'm a Rabbi by Rav Huna. Since we know that Rabbi Rav Huna said, Chayev Adam Lamash Kol you always have to move around your tefillin. You should remember that you're always wearing tefillin. Every moment. How does he know that? Kavachemer mitzitz. It's a kavachemer from the tzitz that the kain gadol used to wear. Matzitz, the tzitz that was on the forehead of the kain gadol. Sheim boy ela askarachas. It had one name of Hashem. It said kaidesh la Hashem. Amra Taira the Taira tells me vahaya al mitzchaytamid. It always has to be on his on his meitzach. And we learn from there it means he should not have a hesachadas from it. So tefillin, sheyesh behen askaris harbe has many names of a kaddish baruch There's four parshas in your tefillin. Alachas kama v'kama. A person should not have a hesachadas when wearing tefillin. So therefore, since a person is not supposed to have a hesachadas, hilkach mitker dachilahu. He'll remember that he's wearing tefillin. When a when a uh, tailor is walking out with his knife, his needle, he might forget. There's no chiv of him to to not have a hesachadas from his knife. But a person wearing tefillin cannot have a hesachadas, and therefore you're, you're always remembering that you're wearing tefillin, and you'll take it off prior to Shabbos. Tanya Chananya Oimer, Chayev Adam Lamashmi Shabigdoi Erev Shabbos Im Chashecha. You have to check your pockets, or if you if you put things in your cuffs, any anywhere else you keep things, you have to check that before Shabbos. Amar Rav Yosef Hilchaser Rabasi Shabbos. This is a, a tremendous halacha for Shabbos to be mafresh someone from an iser. And that's the halacha brought down the Shulchan Aruch. The Mishabur brings down from the Gra that a person should check his pockets every time you're about to leave, unless you live in a place that has an Eruv, that probably would not have the same Chiv. 
once people walk out of the Erev, but if you live in a place that you live in Yerushalayim, where it's pretty difficult to walk out of the Erev, so you probably do not have this halacha of checking your pockets. Okay, next, the Mishnah said, Le'yifale as as, uh, you can't, you can't, Le'yifale as Caleb, that's the way it's brought down here, but it means you cannot take lice off of your clothing. That, that's the words of the Mishnah. So if you look at the Mishnah, the Mishnah was vague. The Mishnah put in, here we go. The Mishnah is on Tessim of A's. So this Mesifta Gemahira. The Mishnah says, I'm sorry. Where is the Mishnah? Here we go. I'm sorry. Mishnah is Yid Aleph Oman Aleph. I'm sorry. The Mishnah says, V'loyifale es kelov, v'loyikril ar haner. So the question is going to be, is that one long statement? You shouldn't do both la'ar haner. You shouldn't do both of these activities while while using candlelight. Or is it two separate things? La'yifale as kelov. There's a halacha. You should not remove lice from your begadim. And another halacha that you cannot read to candlelights. Let's see. Iboy lehu. La'yifale as kelov They had the shayla in yeshiva. Do we say la'yifale as kelov even during the day? No candlelight. Why? Shema yaharag. If you're removing... Lice, you might kill them on Shabbos. For Rebbe Lezri, and it's according to the Shita of Rabbi Eliezer. The Tani we learned in Abraisa, Um Rabbi Eliezer, how Hoyrig Kina Shabbos. someone who kills a Kina, a, a, a louse on Shabbos, is Chayav Achatas, Ki'ilu Hoyrig Gamo, as if he killed a camel. So the same way, there's a Halacha, there's an Isra, one of the Lama Tesmalachas is Shechita or Natilas Neshama. So too, even killing an ant, killing a, not an ant, but a, a a louse would also be chayev. Now, there are those that argue, we're going to see later on, this is the concept of, of, of uh, Chazal saw that this was not a burial, this wasn't considered a creature, based on spontaneous generation. The easiest way to understand it, Rebelski Zatzayis always tell us, that halacha doesn't, doesn't uh, discuss things that are not near la'ayin. There are many halachic ramifications of this when it comes to the of bugs, or safros, or mikvah, you have... You have a zechila and a mikvah that the water is, is going out, but it's, let's see, it's the water is evaporating. It's so hot that the mikvah, the, the water is evaporating, but nobody can see it. It's not, it's not visible to the naked eye. So even though a mikvah that's zoichlin, it's moving, it's not ba'ashpoiris, it's not, in, it's not, uh, it's not set. So halach is, it's a pasal mikvah. Still, the Rishonim will say that Zechila, she'enini karis, is not called zechila. So any time in halacha that something is not visible to the naked eye, halacha doesn't discuss it. So therefore, these uh, lice obviously did come from eggs and from parents. They have yichas. However, since the eggs are too small to be seen, Chazal saw it as a spontaneous generation. And to our not our vision. These things were not born from parents, and therefore it's not doesn't have the same din as a burial, and therefore there were tanam that held one is allowed to kill a la, a, a laos on Shabbos, and this is the shita of Rabbi Eliezer. How do you see the shita of Rabbi Eliezer? The tani we learned in the Brisa, Am Rabbi Eliezer, a hurricane of a Shabbos, kilo harigamo, as if you killed a gamo. That's the shita of Rabbi Eliezer. But now, then the Mishnah says, v'lo yikrel arhaner, you should not read. To, to, to light of the candle. Shamayata, maybe you're going to to uh, tilt, same water bottles yesterday, to tilt the, uh, tilt the oil when you're trying to see what it says in your book. So that's one way of learning the Mishnah, that it's two separate things. 
they happen to be in the same Mishnah. We're bringing down a dinim derabanan. One din derabanan is you shouldn't remove a louse from your clothing on Shabbos because you might kill it. That's one derabanan. That's Shittus Rebbe Lazar. Another Issa derabanan is lo yikral arner. That's one way of learning the Mishnah. I don't know, maybe Tarvayu, both of these cases are Shemayata. Both of these halachas are Dinim Drabanan of Shemayata. Maybe you're going to tilt the candle in order to see your clothing and take out the louse, or in order to read your book, read your Sefer, and you're going to tilt the candle. So which one is it? Which is the correct shot in the Mishnah? So Tashma, we learned in a in a, uh, a brisa in Poilin, you cannot remove you cannot remove lice from your clothing. So you see from here that it puts it in one sentence. So it must be that they're both the same din of why this is better than the Mishnah. The Mishnah said the same exact thing, putting it into one sentence. So how do you know if, if you weren't sure what the Mishnah meant, how do you how do you know for sure what the Brisa meant? So the Gemara says, Tashma, bring another raya. This Brisa is explicit. Both are talking about la'arhaner. You can't remove your, your lice, and you cannot uh, read la'arhaner. And elu min ha'alachas, these are one of the 18 halachas, this is the next Mishnah, she'amru ba'aliyas Hananiah ben Chizkiah ben Garin, that they said in the attic of Hananiah ben Chizkiah ben Garin, the Chacham went to go visit him, and there were more Tamidim of Beishamai than Beishillel, so we're going to see, they, they were misaking 18 things, some of the uh, Isurim, I think Pas Akam comes from that, so we'll, we'll get to the list of the 18. Shmamina. So what do we see from here? From this Bryce, it's explicit to Tarvayu, both these things, killing the Laos and reading to are both Mishum Shemayate, reading to the light of the candle and removing a Laos to the light of the candle. Shmamina, you have a beautiful Raya that this is the Halacha. It's all based on removing, uh, on uh, tilting the or the ner, and that's the Xerah Darabanan. So Amrav Yehuda Marshmul, Afil Lahavchin, Bein Bigdar Lebigdei Ishtoy, even to separate, to to use a candle, to sep, to be able to differentiate between your clothing and your wife's clothing, a person wakes up in the morning, and it's pitch black, no sunlight, no light in the, in the room, and he's trying to figure out which one is his clothing, Still, if you have this little candle, you cannot use that to differentiate because you might tilt. You're not sure, so you're going to tilt it. So Amar Rava, Lai Amran, this halacha was only said, the people of Mechaiza, they lived in the village or whatever other town you like to say, and they wore clothing that were similar to their wives' clothing. Havel, the Bnei the people of these 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 villages, they all knew, they were able to tell, you know, the different uh, clothing between men and women. Okay, by the way, the, uh, the place can bring, down from, bring a riot from this Gemara, that let's say a person has a, a beggar that could be worn for women, could be worn by women and could be worn by men. I don't know, a sweatshirt. Sometimes you have a sweatshirt that theoretically, or a baseball cap. So many of the places can say, and this is how we paskin, that as long as it's not specifically for women or specifically for men, there will be no problem of, of Lysilbash, and uh, one is allowed to wear a, uh, a baseball cap even if it's his wife's cap, as long as it's not specifically a woman's baseball cap, a woman's sweatshirt, or the like, so that would be fine. Okay, so Rava said this, this halacha only makes sense to discuss differentiating between men, men and women's clothing in this place of B'nai Mechayza. And Uba B'nai Mechayza, Namal Arman Al only of older women. Aval Diyaladais, but the younger women, Meida Yedi, everybody knew, uh, the difference between the young women's clothing and the 
men's clothing, but the older ladies' clothing, that was similar to men. So if you look at Rashi, it seems so the opposite of today. Rashi says that the, the younger women would wear these wider clothing. So if you read history, it seems like the, the beauty of women back in the day was to be extremely large. That was considered a beautiful woman. I think in certain countries up until recently, up until they got the blockbuster and they started watching movies, Netflix, they also thought that the beauty of women is to be extremely, extremely large. So they would wear wide clothing. So they were, it was much wider than the men's clothing. So nobody with the French, nobody would confuse it. However, when it comes to uh, the older ladies, so then that made the idea people, uh, I'm sorry, when it comes to the older women, then they might actually make a mistake. So that was the that was the halacha of B'nai Mechayza, that the Zekenais, if someone uh, might, French, might get confused between his clothing and the Zekenais' clothing, and in that situation, you cannot use La'or Haner, you cannot use the candlelight on Shabbos to see which clothing is which. Next, Tarabon. We learned in a Brisa, in Poland, you cannot remove lice from your Beged Bershus Sarab. And this has nothing to do with Shabbos. Even during the week, you should not start, uh, you know, taking off your your, your lice into Rishon Sarab. Maybe I covered. It's not covered. That people are walking by. You know, don't do that in public. Something that that could bring someone to vomit. That's not covered. Do that in public. And one could imagine many things that people do in public should probably be avoided. Belching and, and other things that a person should not do in public because you should have covered abrius and do that somewhere else. Someone who is removing his lice on Shabbos. So here we say mylel, you could uh, roll it. That's the, that's the correct word. You roll it between your fingers. The zoyrek, and you could throw it. But make sure you don't kill it. Abashol says no. Noitel the zoyrek. You could only able to take it off and throw it, but you should not roll it between your fingers. So what's the machlekes? Look at Rashi, clearly says that the machlekes is, what we mentioned earlier, is killing lice on Shabbos and Issa Daraisa, that it's a regular animal like a gummel, like a camel, or is it only an Issa spontaneous generation, it's not considered a barrier, and it would only be in the So if it's only in the so it makes sense that that's the Durabanan. Don't add more Gezeras. That ain't Moidolin, you shouldn't roll it in your finger because maybe you're going to kill it. That would be Gezeras Gezeras. The killing it itself is only Durabanan. Don't make Gezeras, I can't roll it in my fingers, I might kill it. So that's Shita number one. That's the Tanakamba. Abashol says, Abashol holds a Grabaliazer that killing it is an Issa Daraisa. So it makes sense to make a Xera of Loi Yimlol. Don't even roll it between your fingers. The only way to get rid of it on Shabbos is to actually just flick it off or take it and throw it off. But don't roll it in your in your hands because you might end up killing it. And that would be an Issa Daraisa according to Abashol. So I'm Ravuna, Halacha, Moila, Vizorik. You're allowed to do that. That we paskin, it's only an Issa Durabanan to kill it. So we're not making Xero look Xero. So you'll have to be Milo. And that's how we paskin. Vizehu kevoidoi. That is the cover. That's the way a person should do it. Va'afilu b'chol. Don't kill it directly. A person should do uh, should do Milo, but don't squash it and kill it straight out. Rabba Makate Lahu. He used to kill them on Shabbos. Rav Sheshis Makate Lahu. Rav Sheshis would kill them on Shabbos. Rava Shadi Lei. Rava would throw it. 
Lekana Demaya, you're thrown into a pool of water. Amalu Rav Nachman Lebnase, Rav Nachman used to tell his daughters, Ketoylan, kill them, and Vashminan Likolo de San Vosi. And I want to hear the sound of my enemies. Seemingly, he was getting some enjoyment from the killing of the lice. I think the point is to show that this is not considered a chai. And we paskin, these are not live uh, barriers, spontaneous generation. Because halachically, when it comes to Tzar Balechaim, a person should not be doing this. You shouldn't be enjoying the uh, torture of, 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 of a bug. And that's the, uh, so, so he's trying to show his daughters, we paskin, that it's not considered a barrier. Halacha Lemayas from Moshe Feinstein, I think he brings this as a raya, that when a person is killing mosquitoes, you should try to do it, kilacharyad, that you should not do it with, with an enjoyment of hopping the mosquito. Rav Asher Weiss in his shuva brings this down. He does not feel that Ramosha is going with the, uh, the typical psak, and that he feels that halacha lemaisa, we could be makel, one is allowed to kill mosquitoes however you want. Don't specifically try to torture them, but you don't have to start using the back of your hand when you kill mosquitoes. But the Shita of Igris Moshe says that one should try to have the least amount of achzarias as possible when killing bugs, even pests. You try not to do it, bemidas achzarias. Okay, now you see that from Akbar, because Argamar is showing us that only when it was not a barrier did, did Rav Nachman go out of his way to show, to show the Achzarias. But if it was a barrier, he wouldn't have done it. And you see that even the other Amiram, even though it wasn't even a barrier, they tried not to do it in a way that was that was Derech Nitzachin, a fighting of attacking the animals. Tanya, Rabbi Shimon... And this is obviously not on Shabbos, right? Correct. But although, Rabbi Makatel, who Rabbi... If you look at Rashi, because we were talking about we we're talking about Shabbos, but then we we jump. So it's both. It's I mean, right. They're both in the same bracha. Right. It's also. I mean, according to everybody, you bring about that. No, you can't so, kill. No, so my is we Sorry, my is tanan. If killing lice on Shabbos is an issur the raisa or an issur the rabbanan. Now, right, but I'm saying when it says Rava, when it says they that that Rava killed, I was obviously talking about Chol. It's not talking about Shabbos. I would say the same thing. However, if you look in Rashi, Rashi says, Rashi Makatalahu, it's five lines from the bottom, Hargan Uba Shabbos, and he killed them on Shabbos. So, how could that be? Because, ah, so if you look in Shochanar, there's a discussion what is this Isidur? If you hold that spontaneous generation, there was no Isidur Isa to kill this barrier on Shabbos. So, what in fact would be the Isidur Abanan? And perhaps we would wave it, Babakim Tsar, Babakim, where you're not, you know, you're not doing it on purpose. Whatever the, the reason was, for some reason, Rabbah felt that the Isra, the Rabbanon, did not apply to him. Okay? Okay. Right, honestly, most, most of the uh, points can argue with Rashi. They know it's not talking about Shabbos, like Ripsender is saying. It's talking about Bechol. The whole rest of the Bryce is talking about Bechol. What do you have? Nachman told his daughters to go kill them on Shabbos. It's very schwer to say that. But that is Shita's Rashi. So Rashi clearly holds it was talking about on Shabbos. And, uh, okay, Machlech is Rishonim. Next, Tanya Rabbi Shimon Allah's Oymer. In Harganes HaMachoyles Beshabbos, Divrei Beishamai, Ubeis Hilo Matirin. So it's Machlech is Beishamai and Beis Hilo. By the way, this does fit with the uh, earlier Machlech. The, the earlier Machlech was Rabbi Eliezer. The Gemara tells us many places that Rabbi Eliezer was Shamuta. So that means either he was in Cherem or he was someone that went with Beishamai. So right over here, you see that Beishamai is the one that holds. Ein Harganes Machalus Beishabbos. Well, Beishil holds Matirin, it's Mutter. 
Send a child to yeshiva. You can't discuss uh, arrangements for yeshiva. You can't teach him a, a, a craft on Shabbos because of the pasuk of You cannot be menachem on Shabbos. You cannot do bigger cholim on Shabbos. However, all these things are divrei beishamai. This is the sheet of beishamai. Beishilal matirin. Beishilal is matir. All these things. You look in the Gemara Subis. In the first parak, I think it's the first parak. It tells us all these things are mutter on Shabbos. It's going like Beis Hillel, that all all these things are are dvar mitzvah. So it's only mimsoy chef talking about your own personal things. But all these things are dvar mitzvah, being meshadech uh, atinaikos, and uh, sending a child to yeshiva. Even the lamda umnus, the rishonim say, if a person based on the gemara kedushin, if you do not teach your son an umnus, you're teaching him to steal. So if you teach him to steal, so that would be an avera. So teaching him umnus. Is a mitzvah, and obviously nicham avelim, bikur chaylim, and all included in mitzvahs, and therefore you could do these on Shabbos according to Beis and that's how we pass him. Tanu Rabbanon, we learned in a brisa, hanichnas levakras achayla, someone who goes on Shabbos to be mevakras chaylim, oimer you should say Shabbos himi lizik, it's uh it's it's Shabbos, and therefore we stop zaka, zaka is crying out. Many times people say these words, Shabbos Yimei Lizoik, they don't realize what they're saying. They, they, think, they think they're saying that Shabbos is, is going to protect you. Now the truth is, we're going to see later on, it, it does, but it's not what the words here mean. Shabbos is a protection, but Shabbos Yimei Lizoik is means I, I really want to cry out, I can't, because it's Shabbos, and the Rafua should come either because of the schos or because the reason why I do not cry out, the Marsha says, the reason why I do not cry out on Shabbos is because Rufua Kroivalavai. Shabbos itself is a schos, and by you crying out, you're you're uh, you're showing that you don't believe in the schos of Shabbos. You say Shabbos him like Rufua Kroivalavai. Ramei Omer Yecholihi Shetarachim. You should see these other words of Yecholihi Shetarachim. Rabbi Huda Omer Hamakim Yirachim Alecha Vacholei Yisrael. Rabbi Yosi Omer Hamakim Yirachim Alecha B'Soich Cholei Yisrael. Okay. Next Shevna Yisrushalayim Shevna. From the, the Rishami, his name was Shevna. Bechnisasne, when he went in to be Mavaka Chayla on Shabbos, Omer he said Shalom, peace. Uvitzias Omer Shabbos himi lizayik urafura kravelavoi. For Rachmav Merubin and Kolish Bochos Rachmim is is uh, plenty. V'shivsu v'shalom, and he he uh, he rests in peace on Shabbos. That there should not be any tzara and yagoin on the day of Shabbos. Okay, so that was the. What a person sh- should say on Shabbos. Let's do one more piece, then we'll look at Halachal Maisa. Keman Azla Hadam Rabachnina, Mishiyesh the Chayla Besarbe, someone who's davening for a Chayla in his own home. Tsarachi Arvenu Besoy Chayla Yisrael. How do we know that a person should ma'arev, you should join in in your tefillah, Shar Chayla Yisrael? That's the tefillah we always say, it's Besoy Shar Chayla Amo Yisrael. Keman, who does this go like? Kirabi Yosi, it's the sheet of Rabbi Yosi who holds, like we said before, Hamakoim, Yerachim Alecha, Besoich, Chalei Yisrael. And you always include everyone. We had this earlier in Brachis when a person's davening Tefillah Saderach, you should always put yourself in the, in, amongst Chalei Yisrael, that there are many people that are traveling at this point, so you should be davening for everyone and not just davening for yourself. And that's why Tefillah Saderach is said, Belashen Rabbim. Ve Omar, Rabbi Chanina, Bekoishi, Hitiro, Lenachem Avelim, Ulevaka, Chalei Meshavas. Bekoishi, 
meaning we didn't really want, because it's going to cause a person his own sar by going to visit people on Shabbos. Nachamav will go visiting the hospital, but still, the makol that a person could, because she, lenachem avelim, to go do nichem avelim, ulovakar choylem b'shabbos, and to be mevakar choylem on Shabbos. So, just a few halachas, this is Simon Reish Pezayan, Hilcha Shabbos. Yechoylem lenachem avelim b'shabbos, as the Gemara says, Shabbos taf your base. That's our Gemara. A person could do nichem avelim on Shabbos, and it could be mevakar choyla, but you should not tell him the same way you tell him during the week. Ela on Shabbos, you say, Shabbos himilizoik. Then the Shulchan Aruch says, Rachim But the Ramah says, we don't say this, we just say the beginning, Shabbos Himilizak Rufur Kroiva Lavai. So the Mishnah says a few things. Number one, he says that since we say Bekaishi Hitiru, it's only Bekaishi we said to do Micham Avelim and Bikr Chaylam on Shabbos. So therefore, he says, Alkain Layafe Oisin, it's not good that those Oisin Shikoy Yemea Shavua ain't Hochin, Rak Bashabbos, they only go on Shabbos. That they're only able to go on Shabbos, so he said that's not correct. Really, you should go during the week. A person has no choice, so bekoishi hitiru on Shabbos. But you should not save it. Oh, I'll do nichem avelim on Shabbos. I'll do bigger chaylam on Shabbos. Again, for some people, this just not it's just not practical. The only time they could do bigger chaylam go visit the hospital will be on Shabbos. So I don't think they should refrain from that. But it's just a concept. Don't save it for Shabbos. Another thing the Mishnah says that since we change around the words. When it comes to Nicham Avelim on Shabbos, so the Prima Gadam writes that if the Aval comes to Shul after they say Mizmar Shiliyam on Shabbos, where they accept Shabbos, so then you cannot say Nicham Avelim Befahesya because that would be Befahesya on Shabbos. So what the Minog is in many Shuls is that the Aval would walk in before Mizmar Shiliyam on Shabbos, will give a clap on the Bima, and the Tzibar will say Nicham Avelim prior to them accepting Shabbos. The kash is, if you're davening very late during, uh, you know, sometimes a shul will have a very long Kabbalah Shabbos, or some shuls the rabbi speaks before Kabbalah Shabbos. So often, you're saying Mizmar Shiliyam Shabbos, it's way after Shkia, and most people have already accepted Shabbos. So it's a good question if, in fact, they could do that. So in some shuls that they daven very late, perhaps they don't. They don't do the Nicham Avelim publicly on Shabbos because at that point it's already considered Shabbos. Okay, next. Amar Rabba Bar Bar Chana ki havazlinu mbasyed Rebelazer. When we went, we were we were following Rebbe Leizer l'shayuli b'sficha. We wanted to uh, to to ask about the uh, a sick person. So Zin and Amar sometimes he would tell us hamakam yifkad chalashalim. Sometimes he would say, I'm not, not not to us. He would tell the uh, meaning they were following Rebbe Leizer to the hospital. He was going to the hospital to do bigger chaylim. And sometimes he would say these words, Hamakam Yif Kodchalashalim, Shem should remember you. Uh Fine, different ways of saying the same word. Hechi Avid Hachi, how could he do this? And say it Balashana Ramas in Aramaic of Amaravi Hudalmayishalam Tracha Balashana Rami. Person should not ask his own personal needs in Lashon Arami, in Aramaic, Vam Rav Yoichanon kol ha-shoyel tzrocha b'Lashon Arami, ein malachi ha-shoreis nizkakin loi, the malachi ha-shoreis who somehow bring our tefillah into the mechitza of HaKadosh Baruch this is the famous kasha, the famous uh, discussion in the Paiskim regarding saying machnisi rachamin during slichos, but if you look, this Gemara sounds like they would they would bring in Machnisi Rachamim, Machnisi Rachamim, Lifnei Rachamim, Lifnei Baal Rachamim. We're asking the Malachim to bring our tefillah into Hakadosh Baruch So it seems like you shouldn't daven Belashen Aramis because then the Malachim will not bring your tefillah to Hakadosh Baruch So, anyways, this is a famous discussion, but not for now. 
Either way, the Gemara says, in when a person davens Belashon Ramish, in they don't understand Belashon Rami, they don't care for it for different reasons, either because it's a cheap imitation of Lashon HaKadosh, or perhaps they don't understand any other languages except for Lashon HaKadosh. So you, so you see that in Malachi Asheris Neskak and so why would Rebbe Eliezer say, Rachmana, Yidkironach, Lishlam, which is clearly Lashon Aramis, if the Malachi Asheris is not going to help you? So the Gemara says, a fascinating aside, Shani Choyla, Choyla is different, someone who's sick is different, Deshchina Imoy, the Shechina is with him. He, he sits and he's joining with the Chayla. Hashem is soyed with us. He joins us. Al Eres on the bed of someone who's who's uh, who's sick. So you see from here that the Shechina is there, and because the Shechina is there, you don't need the I think it's called the emissary of the of of the Malachim to help you with your tefillah. So that's why. When you're being mavakar you can say Rachmana Yidkirinach Lishlam. Tani Nami Hachi, we learned in a Bryce the same way that there's a concept of the Shechina being in, in the place of a Chayla. Hanichnas Levakas a Chayla. Someone's going to be to do bigger Chaylim. Lo Yeshiv, you should not sit down. Lo Yagabi Mita, Lo Yagabi Kisi, don't sit on the chair, don't sit on the recliner. Elamis Active, you should wrap yourself with your talus as if you're in front of a Kadesh Baruch of Yoshi, Lo Fanav, and you should sit in front of the person. With with the Rishamayim, Shechina l'malam Rishoisav, because the Shechina is on top of the bed. Shachol Shnema Hashem Yisadenu Al Eres Devoy on the on the bed of the Devoy of those that are weak, those that are sick. Vama Rava Vama Rava Vama Rava Vama Rava He satiates. He himself satiates the sick. Shnema Hashem Yisadenu Suda Al Eres Devoy. Halacha Lamaisa. The Rama says this is only talking about a a chayla that's that's laying on the floor. And therefore, by sitting down, you're sitting above where the where the shechina would be on top of the chayla. But let's say the chayla is on a bed, like that's typically found in uh, our hospitals. So then, one is allowed to sit down on a chair. There will not be a problem. But it's interesting to to, to, to remind oneself when when doing bikur chayla that the shechina is there, that it's a uh, it's a special time. Next, so let's go back to our mishnah. So our mishnah said that you cannot read la'ar haner because there was a gzera, shemayata, that you might tilt the candle and you're going to do havara on Shabbos by, added, by, by increasing the fuel or the oil for this candle. So I'm a rabbi. Even if this candle is so high, it's two stories high, still, you cannot read using that light because you'll, you'll end up climbing up. Even two mardois was some type of... Uh, uh, what do you call it? A, um, a a leash. So they used to measure with these leashes. That that's how they would the uh, lead the animals. So a marda. So even if it was two measurements of mardois, whatever that means, still you cannot read. There's ten houses on top of each other. Loy plug. One is not allowed to read using the light of a candle. Because shemayate, you might tilt the candle, and the oil will will increase increase the fuel, and it'll be over ha, uh, havar. So how in fact are you going to read on Shabbos? So no learning the whole Shabbos, no davening. So the Gemara says chadhu It's only one person, hatre shaperdami. But two, if two people are reading, 
Seems like it's fine. Not only can one person not read La'ar Haner, even two people cannot read La'ar Haner. So, so you see from here that two doesn't help. When they're both reading the same thing, so then when one person gets up and starts you know, heading over to the candle, the other one's going to say, hey, you're not paying attention. Uh, what are you doing? And he's going to see that he's about to tilt the candle. So he won't, he'll remind him, don't be Mechal Shabbos. Kan v'shnei inyanim, when they're both reading different inyanim, so each one's in, let's say they're reading from a Sefer Torah, one person's in one part, one section, the other one's in another section of, of the Torah. So each one's doing his own thing, they're not going to realize the other one's about to tilt the candle, and they won't be able to be a good Shimer. Now, the Pais can say, let's say you're not reading at all, you're just standing there watching, that would not be a problem. A, a Shimer would work. There's a discussion on the Pisces, Rabbi Fieger brings us down in Basar Rechalov, I think it's Simon Peches. Does a Shimer help? Let's say you have two people are eating by the cafeteria, two from people eating kosher food, one's eating fleshiks, one's eating milchiks, and they do not have social distancing. So the question is, can a Shimer stand on top of them to make sure that they don't end up eating from each other's plates? So there are various halachas that go into that. Does a Shimer help? Uh, what if he's eating also? What if he's eating parv? Different, uh, different discussion but based on this concept that a shimer would work. The only reason why a shimer doesn't work here by reading, when two people are reading, is when they're reading from different parts of the Torah, and none of them are, are actually working as a shimer because they will they are distracted with what they are learning. Amra um, Huna, Uva Madura, if you have this big fire, you have this uh, furnace, Afilu Asar Bnei Adam, even 10 people, since they sit far away from each other, they're not going to be able to remind each other in time to not start moving around the the twigs, the branches, and you're going to have people being Mechal Shabbos. Amar Rava, Rava says, Adam this person is the Adam Chashav, he's a uh, prestigious person. Mutter, it's mutter. Why? Because even during the week, he's not going to be the one that's going to tilt the oil in the candle. That's not, uh, Adam Chashav wouldn't do that. They'd rather not read. It's like the guy who's not who's not going to scrape the bottom of the crockpot and shul to get challenged. You know, if there's no challenge left, he's not eating. He's not going to go start scraping. So those guys that would not tilt the candle, they're too much of Adam Chashev, there's no problem because even during the week, they're never going to funfer with the candle. So we're not concerned for them on Shabbos. Mesvei, I'll ask you a kasha. It says in the Brisalik, Rabbi Shmuel ben Elisha, Ani Ekra, I once read. I'm sorry, Ani Ekra, I could read. And I won't. I'm guaranteeing I will not tilt the candle. One time, in fact, I was reading, and I really wanted to tilt the nair, and I was about to, and I and I caught myself in time. Omar, he said, How great is that they were correct, that a person would, is accustomed to tilting the candle, and Rabbi Shmuel ben Elisha, who seemingly is an Adam Hashem, still, he would have almost tilted the candle on Shabbos. Rabbi Nason Omer, Kara Vehiteh, not only did he want to, he actually did tilt the candle on Shabbos. The Kasava Pinkasa, and he wrote on his uh, Pinkasa is like a general ledger or his journal, his blog. Ani Yishmael ben Elisha, Karisi vi Tesi Nerba Shabbos. I Yishmael ben Elisha, I read, and I was Mate a Nerba Shabbos, the Cheshiyibana Besamidosh, Avichatashmina. When the Besamidosh comes, I'm going to bring a, a big Chatas. So he did, in fact, Tilt. Ah, you told me he's not Mchashiv. So I'm a Rabbi Abba, Shani Rabbi Shmuel, and Elisha, Hoyel, Mason, Atzma, Devetarik, Hedit. During the week, or for typical things in life, activities, he considered himself Adam Mchashiv. He wasn't going to go bowling. 
But when it came to Torah, when it came to learning Torah, he made himself like a hedget, like someone who didn't know anything. And when he would be learning, he wouldn't be too chashev to go get the sefer. He wouldn't be too chashev to make copies. He would go and he would actually tilt the candle if need be, if, if that's how, if that would benefit his learning. So when he was learning, it was without any gaiva, literally like a hedget. Next, Tani Chada, we learned in a Brisa Shamish, you have a uh, waiter. They could check the... Um, the cups, they're cleaning out glasses. They could do that. Another Bryce says they should not. So what's going on? Can they clean the glasses and check to make sure it's clean on Shabbos? Or could they not? It's like Marcus Kavua. One's talking about a Shamish Kavua, someone who he's on the books. He's a salaried employee. He always works there. If they find a dirty thing, he's going to get uh, fired. So therefore... He actually makes sure that the glass is clean, you know, prior to sending it back out. The Khan, and when the Brysa says that it's mutter for them to clean it, that's talking about a waiter that's not Kavua. He works in a different place every night. So big deal. It was dirty Kalim in, in one, one restaurant. He's off to the next party. He doesn't care, and there would not be a concern. He would be Yate the Nair. He doesn't care if the glass is clean. There's a joke going around. I mean, there's too many jokes, but some of them are funny. So they were telling the uh, the people that work in, in the restaurants that ever since uh, this coronavirus, the food doesn't taste as good because everybody's washing their hands. So they want the old taste of the shawarma uh, when everybody did not wash their hands. Okay, next. It depends on the type of candle. When you're dealing with a... a uh, a candle of mishkav oil. So he's going to take his chances. He's going to tilt the oil onto the can, uh, toward, towards the nair, to be able to see if the plates are clean. That's when it comes to mishcha. Ha, but the nafta, when it's made out of a naft, which is some type of uh, foul-smelling item, since it's... Kerosene. Kerosene, okay, good. Kevon shemasriach, shkoyach meir, kevon shemasriach, so, I'm sorry, I'm reading this. Uh, so since it, I'm reading Rashi, Rashi says it's, it's Masriach, so then it stinks. He's not going to uh, tilt it because, you know, you're, you're always making decisions in life. Would I rather it be clean or would I rather it rather it smell where I am? So we're going to assume he, he, he would not tilt the candle to make to increase the smell. There's a discussion. I remember once I was in the OU office and they were discussing the following halacha. There's a shayla. Can a person go to a... A supermarket chain and purchase cut up fruit, pre-cut fruit, assuming they make it there. And most supermarkets, today's world, they're getting it from a commissary, a company that's literally doing cut up fruit for many different grocery stores. But let's say they do it in the back. So on one hand, you would say, well, if uh, the employee just cut a sandwich with, with a knife, and now he's going to cut his, the watermelon with the knife, he's going to get fired. He's going to leave his, uh, he's not going to clean the knife in between, he might get fired. On the other hand, so someone at the OU was, said the other way that this guy's on his phone for 20 minutes, then he's looking at the deadline, he has 30 seconds to get this product on the shelf, so, <laughs> he sees that nobody's around, he's gonna just cut the watermelon with a dirty knife, he just used for a sandwich without cleaning it. So you have to figure out how people uh, think before you figure out what the halach is. But either way, this waiter would rather uh, avoid the bad smell and take his chances when it comes to having dirty glasses. Next. 
he boilahu. Shamish ain't a kavua, but the mishcha mahu. Let's see if a shamish who's not kavua. So really, he doesn't care that much. He works in restaurant A one night. He'll go to a different party the next night. He's not kavua. What's the halacha mahu? But it's but the mishcha. It's oil, so it's not going to smell any worse by by tilting it. It's not kerosene. What would he do? So Amarav halacha halacha is he could he could he could do it because we're not concerned. The ain't marikin, but don't tell anyone. Don't start announcing it. On Twitter, don't announce that a shamish that in a kavu is allowed to check glasses on Shabbos by a nair of shaman. It's, it's totally mutter. Spread spread the word, no problem. Come Shamoy, the waiter got up, He was checking out the cleanliness of the Kalim to the R to the to the nair of this of, of a oil lamp. his wife told him. But you hold that it's usher to do this. He, this waiter, doesn't have to paskin like me. He's going with his Rebbe. His Rebbe is Rabbi Yirmiya Baraba, who holds that a shamish, that's not kavua, is allowed to check our ner shel shemen, and you're allowed to even paskin this publicly. So you're right that I don't tell people this, but this waiter is going like his Rebbe. His Rebbe is Rabbi Yirmiya Baraba, and there is no problem of him doing this on Shabbos. Okay, Shkoyach.